As long as your expectations are low, we should be fine. Hi, this is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Adventures in Jody Sitting. She's sitting beside you, talking your ear off. Adventures with Jody sitting in your car. It starts right now. It is Halloween season. Hopefully, I get this episode out tonight, which would mean that you could listen to it on Halloween. Ooh, spooky. I've already had a little discussion about the candy situation at my house. You'll probably hear that after this. That was recorded earlier this week. This is being recorded later this week. It's foggy right now, which means it feels very Halloween-ish. I bought some things that I, little tiny sort of makes your normal clothes look like a costume things that I could wear to work. And then I realized I don't go into the office on Halloween because I would have to leave really early so that I didn't run small children over on the drive home. Nobody wants that, least of all me. I have plans, baby, and they don't involve going to trial and sitting in jail because I I mowed over small costumed children and their parents. So what I do is I work from home so that I'm already there. It works out for everyone, but what it means is I probably won't be in the office tomorrow, so I guess I'm not going to wear... I bought this fascinator. It was adorable. I also have a unicorn tail that I bought. Is it a unicorn? Yes, it's a unicorn. I have to remember what I bought. It's a unicorn tail that you clip onto like the back of your pants. Ta-da, costume. So I could also be a unicorn. It's very subtle and most of the children will never see my backside if I play my cards right. (laughs) If I do this right, children will not have to look in my ass. (laughs) Everybody wins. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I have this year for Halloween. I used to spend hundreds of dollars on costumes, but that was mostly when I was going out, taking my son trick-or-treating or hanging out at my sister's house. My son's 21 now, so we haven't done that in a while. Nobody's invited me to a Halloween party in a number of years. I should have asked my son, hey, dude, you go to college, any good Halloween parties? But no, I didn't. He may have gone to one, I wouldn't know. I spent $10 for him to have a costume this year, and in return, he didn't invite me to any college parties. I think he's probably just afraid that I would show him up. Nobody wants that. This is for Adventures in Jody Sitting, a podcast my guest, Kurt, has never listened to. So he thinks it's a serious podcast. Talking about uh, political issues, probably. If you had to guess what my podcast was about, what would you guess? 
what flavor of Lucky Charms is the best? <laughs> you know, that's a really good guess. Did I ever? Or what flavor of Pop Tart? Oh, that would be a good one. Um, right now, cherry is my favorite. I am bleeding again. We went out to eat, and I bit my lip just enough to make myself bleed. And it's been doing that on and off for 20 minutes now, which is just the vibe that I wanted to bring this evening. <laughs> is, is is someone bleeding in a public place. Like, I wanted to gross out everyone sitting around us. And she did bite her own lip, not me. Right. He didn't. Yes. He did not bite my lip. He was on the other side of the table. The entire time. The entire time. So, we went out for Mexican food and... The most fascinating store in this plaza is probably any lab test now, I think. Like, fascinating. If I you had to, to pick one that you would have questions about. Oh, actually, I don't know. The the Zing Wang. Wang? I mean, yeah, really? Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's a Chinese restaurant, so. I know, but Wang. Okay. Well, hey, we're adults here. That's why we can go into the vape store if we wanted to. Yeah, they sell CBD. D. Yes. The D's block, from my point of view. Just they sell CBs. They sell it's CBs. A it's a throwback. 70s radio <laughs> store. We sell CBs. <laughs> Can you buy a CB still? I'm pretty sure I guess you, if you probably had a trucker, could. You probably could. I mean, there's still people out there that probably do it. I think. I think. Breaker we, breaker. I think I'm gonna have to shop for a CB when I get home. I don't know what... I, you, I'm sure do, it's on Amazon. Do you have to be... <laughs> it's right... If it's not, it's on eBay. Exactly. You don't think any lab test now is more fascinating than... It's probably the grossest compared to all the food places. <laughs> so you could walk in and you could go, I'd like a fecal culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now. I want it now. Now. <laughs> I don't have to poo. Yeah, I want it now. Okay, so what this if this goes on the next one, I'll probably have to edit that out because then that would be two episodes in a row where we were talking a lot about poo. <laughs> and the thing that you're missing is that there was an entire conversation after episode 31 was recorded. We stopped recording and continued to talk about poop for an hour to an hour and a half as we read interesting articles on the internet about how long you can go without pooping. <laughs> so it turns out... It's, a, it's, it's an age thing. How old... How old? How long do you think you could go without pooping before it's a serious, serious, life-threatening problem? Depends on how much you eat, I guess. True. <laughs> I would say probably, I don't know, if you ate like a normal amount, maybe yep. three to four days. See, I thought you could go way longer than that. But if you hit four days and you haven't gone, it's, it's you need problem. to go to the doctor. Yes. Um, I didn't know that. We learned a lot. Tom ended up looking up what happens to bears when they hibernate. There's some... I will get it wrong, but there's some... He originally told us they take a piece of poo and cork themselves. That's not actually what happens, but it made, like, a much better 
<laughs> I mean, a much... The metal imagery of that. It's just... So bears learn at a okay. young age to take a piece of their own poo and cork themselves. That's not what happens. Though they use pine cones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we later learned, because he spread something that said, like, forest rangers, if you find this thing, it has a name, that it doesn't smell unpleasant. And I can't... You gotta wrap your head around someone's job was like, okay, well, there's one of those. You figure out if it smells unpleasant or not. <laughs> I don't know what good it does me to know that it's not unpleasant, but we did learn that. And and you can go, if you go four or five days, you're almost in a danger zone. And also the longest anyone's gone on record is 75 days. But at that point, they weren't really eating anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume so. Otherwise, that would be I, very uncomfortable. This all came up because when I was young, my next-door neighbor told me that her cousin hadn't gone to the... hadn't pooped for three years. And we're thinking now that that was probably horseshit. Get it? Horseshit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or at least a colostomy bag. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah, I don't think she went three years without pooping. Yeah, uh, uh, there was a lot of really bad details. And see, now we're just talking about this will be the poo cast, <laughs> the pood cast. It, it's it's the it's it's what it, podcast would be called if you had the you know Apple autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so Kurt, now that you're part of the podcast. I'll tag you when I post the episode, and then you can have all of your friends and family listen. Is there anything that you want to say to them that you think I won't edit out of this audio? <laughs> I normally don't talk about poo this much. <laughs> I bring out the best in everyone. This is the best, right? This is Yes. This is what you would be like if you just, you know, decided I'm going to be me. You would just talk poo all the time. It also is a sign that, that we're getting older, you're right, because yeah. it feels like a topic that old people care about. Yes, going going poo, that's that's <laughs> definitely an old person thing. Yeah, how regular are you? <laughs> Do you get, like, traveler's constipation? No, not <laughs> you really. You don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I just was trying to extend the poo conversation the only way I knew how. I highly recommend eating Sonic. If you need to grease the wheels. Grease, just to grease it so that way it yeah, just goes it just, right out. Yeah. 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 That's That was our findings. It was that Sonic was really good for that. So the next episode is going to be the Eeyore episode. Or is it going to be the Piglet? Uh, which one? Because we Do don't have to poo. Oh, my God. It's like being in the car with Tom. <laughs> Tom, did you hear that? <laughs> and I left it in. I didn't even edit it out. So I guess... Uh, I surround myself with these men, and I don't understand but the, the need to be punny. The overwhelming need. The overwhelming need for dad jokes. Yeah, it really is. It's yes. it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's a, a, an age thing because you know the growing up watching Three Stooges. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, I've got to get you back to your hotel, yes. and then I've got to drive home. So thank you for joining me on Adventures in Jody Sitting today. 
You're and welcome. Now I'm going to make you listen to an episode so that you know what you're in for. I didn't make you listen Excellent. first. I'm making the- you listen after when it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Been thinking about ghosts because it's that time of year. Also, because, you know, those ghost hunting TV shows are on like 24 7. I don't know if they're on more often because it's October, but it feels like they're just always on and they're, they have all their slight angles on the whole thing. The ghost hunting TV shows, I do enjoy watching them. I don't know where I stand on them. Some days I'm like, no, it has to be real. And other days I think, wow, this is so much horse shit. My sister wants to go visit the state hospital in Pennsylvania, something like that. It's one of the famous ones and you can take tours of it. I don't know. I think that takes something out of it. If, if you're paying, you didn't like have to sneak in. And I would think because it's set up for tourists, there might be, they might arrange for certain things and I mean I don't know I guess you have to trust people but are they tempted to just have some sort of speaker hidden somewhere that would make noises or and use that to kind of throw you off I don't know but I said I'd go but I only want to go during the day because I'm in it for taking pictures of abandoned buildings that is my jam I love that I'm also not brave enough to break into a house that says no trespassing or something like that on it so I mean if I encounter a place that looks abandoned I'm not just gonna walk in so ghost hunters they say that the reason a ghost exists is because they have unfinished business this past Sunday we were at the Bull Run restaurant in Shirley Mass Um, my sister and brother-in-law they invited us to a luncheon they were holding for my brother-in-law's family which was very sweet of them to include me and it's in the Bull Run is was um, built in the 1700s it's it's literally been around forever as far as American history is concerned so we were saying that because it used to be an inn there have to be ghosts and I don't know why there have to be ghosts like why are we assuming that there are ghosts just because a building is old but we do that's that's the general thing oh this building that has been an inn or a restaurant since the 1700s ghosts and we asked one of the employees and they said oh yeah Nigel he's upstairs <laughs> okay uh, it, but the way they said it I thought this is the story they've made up to tell people who ask if the place is haunted except they said that's not it there really is a ghost I'm not sure why his name is Nigel I I haven't done any research to figure out if there's really a ghost named Nigel but one of the women 
took us upstairs to the bathroom where Nigel supposedly hung himself because his married lover never showed up when they were supposed to meet to run away together. A convenient story. Also, Nigel, man, just she didn't show up. You don't have to kill yourself. So I guess this woman usually closes up at the end of the business day. So she's there at night. They have a bar. They do concerts there. They And she closes a lot. She just covered a couple of her experiences. Like she walked into the office and all the computer screens lit up at the same time, which is a little unnerving. The women's room is on the other side of the wall from the men's room, as as bathrooms often are, but you get to them from different rooms in this case. So Nigel's, the men's room is in one, you get to the men's room from one of their dining rooms, you get to the women's room from one of the other ones, and she's been in there no one else is in the building and she's been in the women's room and heard the faucet go on and the toilet flush in the the other bathroom in the men's room now i can explain away to some extent a toilet flushing especially if it's a regular toilet that happens at my house and it's not a ghost it's the seal on the on the thing is giving way so water's leaking and it doesn't really flush, it just refills the tank. So that one I would write off, but I can't really write off the fact that the sink went on and there was no one else in the building at the time. So she has had experiences. I guess she said at first she was scared, but then she went upstairs and announced to him that um, she didn't want to be scared, so he shouldn't try to scare her, and that then they could be friends, or something. So, he hasn't done anything to really scare her. This The stuff that he's done seems mischievous, but all in all, we were in a place where apparently there is a ghost... I guess because he killed himself, and usually it's murder victims. Not necessarily people who've... I, I, I don't know that I've heard a lot of stories of, no, this person died of natural causes and they're still haunting the house. It's usually some bad situation, but they everybody always mentions they have unfinished business. I think my goal, because I don't want to be stuck wandering around and having ghost hunters coming to harass me all the time with their fancy equipment. I, I don't think I want to be stuck haunting my house for 200 years or more or whatever. I would just like to carry on with my life. So I'm going to make sure every day that I leave no unfinished business. I just need to know exactly what constitutes unfinished business in this universe? In the universe of ghost hunting, is unfinished unfinished business feels like from my from what I've heard, you were murdered, and then I guess your unfinished business is avenging your own death. 
making sure the person who murdered you gets punished. Um, I don't know. For the children who died in some of these situations where it was like a mental hospital or a regular hospital, what what unfinished business do children have other than everything that they would have done and become had they lived to adulthood? Is unfinished business your bucket list? We, we've talked about that a little bit, although I don't know that the audio made an episode yet. But if my bucket list is to see the Grand Canyon at sunset, or sunrise, depending on how I feel. And I haven't done that. Is that my unfinished business? Because that sucks. Then I, there's no way that someone can release me because unless they take my ghost out to the Grand Canyon. And I don't know if that's possible. These people just keep haunting wherever it is that they died. I would think the unfinished business is I want to go home. So I guess the main thing is that um, you need closure and don't get murdered. And if you do get murdered, make sure that the person who murdered you gets caught. Other than that, I'm not entirely sure how we are defining unfinished business. And also, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Why are these ghost hunting people not helping release these spirits so that they can go to the light. They, they never try to help the spirits. They come in, they chat with them using these voice box things, and then that's it. They don't, they don't try to close the, the door to the other side that they think the ghosts are coming through. If you think ghosts are coming in through a mirror in the downstairs bathroom, should you destroy the mirror, burn the house down? I don't know. I don't know if that takes care of it. If they're bad ghosts versus good ghosts. But going back to last year, a year ago, we talked on the podcast about Casper the Friendly Ghost. And maybe I even talked about this, but it's a year later. We have different listeners. Not everybody goes back to the beginning. What is Casper the Friendly Ghost's unfinished business? And why can none of the people he interacts with help him? Like, what What do you need to... What's he looking for? And why does someone not help him find it so that he doesn't need to be a ghost anymore? This is my fundamental problem with the whole concept of ghosts and ghost hunting. And I am very aware that the paranormal and, and all of the psychic stuff that came up, that's new. That, that people in the 1800s decided that this was a thing. 
people could communicate with spirits. Spiritualism became a, a whole, the rage. None of that existed. That, I think, was just people looking to make a quick buck, pretending they could do something that quite possibly isn't possible to do. Maybe it is. I know people who've had freaky, scary... Um, they've, they've seen someone in that, that knew things they never could have known ever. And they, they believe it all to be true. And I guess if it brings them some comfort, if it's true, that's amazing. I don't know that it's ever been proven to be a hundred percent true. But, but this didn't exist before. I don't think you you read about, well, people not writing about these things. People in the 1700s, oh, my house is haunted by something. Or maybe there wasn't anybody to do any haunting. But you would think if there were Revolutionary War ghosts haunting, I don't know, an inn somewhere in New England, we'll say. And I'm not sure that Nigel was a Revolutionary War ghost. He had a very British name, though, didn't he? Not an American name, Nigel. So I want you to think about that. And I want you to go and make sure that at the end of every day, you finish your unfinished business. Don't leave things unfinished. And I hope it's not things like status reports, because I will be so pissed off if I end up having to haunt someplace just because I didn't finish a status report. That, that kind of unfinished business should not make you be a ghost.